0: Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, My name is Andrea Jones. I am a social media strategist, I run an agency that helps support online business owners in using social media as a tool to grow their business. Um, and then I also teach business owners as well in my program um, how to do that. So I'm all about um, kind of making social media feel easier, more approachable, um, and, and actually creating space in the busy calendars of the business owners that I work with so that they can have time to dedicate to using social such a powerful tool.
0: I love it. That sounds like, you know, work that's right on time, especially with just like where we are globally and how much social media and being able to know how to leverage Um, such a, such a platform and a skill can be really helpful in building a business and sometimes really just helpful um, when it comes to like personal branding. And, and I think even jobs these days, like are looking at your, your social handles, right? So knowing how to curate your, your online presence in a particular way, I'm sure works in a lot of people's favor. So how is it that you found yourself kind of doing this work?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I actually really liked the internet as it was evolving, um, you know, as social media was becoming a thing. I, I started my blog in 2004. I was blogging about Harry Potter, found that little corner of the internet. Um, I started my YouTube channel in 2007. I'm just kind of chronologically sharing my life and stories and things that I found interesting um, and through that journey, I actually, um, I have an affinity for social media. I like using it. I worked in corporate America and being um, the youngest person on the team, they were they were like, you're in charge of our social channels now. <laughs> so um, got a lot of practical experience. That way I worked for uh, Marriott Hotels um, and met my husband on YouTube in the whole process of all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, commented on a video, and at the time, I was collaborating with lots of other people, just like we're on this podcast together, right? Um, and then we just connected. We kept talking after, and I ended up leaving um, Atlanta, where I grew up, and moving to Canada, where he lives. Um, and so we got married. And with that transition, I just I start. That's when I started freelancing and started delving into the world of working for myself. And so a lot of it was timing for me. Um, And it was, uh, this was 2014 at the time. So it was the time where brands and businesses were just starting to discover the power of social media. And so there's a lot of opportunity to start freelancing and then building a company from there.
0: Oh my goodness. You said you met your whole husband online. (laughs) You know what, and the thing is that while there's a lot of arguments right on both sides of like the internet and social media and is it good and is it bad and is it contributing to society or is it like the degradation of society? and I think really at the end of the day it comes down to like how are you using it and what are you doing to be intentional about what you're doing online and how you're allowing it to affect you and your life and so I really do heavily believe that it can be such a powerful tool that can connect people all over the world that would never have otherwise come across each other. You know what I mean? And so in a lot of ways, it's really beautiful. Just like, again, like we're on this podcast, we never would have otherwise met if it wasn't for the internet and for social media. And so I love that, you know, it sounds like you were You know, maybe not necessarily knowing exactly that it would lead you to where you are today, but in some way hoping to, like, use the online space and social media in particular, you know, in a strategic way to connect with people and build community. And I think that's maybe the original purpose or, you know, something along those lines. Um, But for you, what do you kind of come across as big challenges for people when, when it comes to, you know, using social media successfully to hit their
1: objectives? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, I love the idea of it being this place for community and connection, which is the positive side. But the downside is on social media, we're all posting our highlight reels. And so it can be very challenging as an individual, as um, you know, a leader, as an entrepreneur, to look around at what other people are posting and start comparing ourselves with that. And then getting ourselves into this spot where we feel like we have to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. (laughs) We have to, you know, have that beautiful vacation and post about, you know, our perfectly curated, you know, holiday feast or, you know, all of those things that are so public on social media. It can be really challenging to not compare yourself um, because it is so public. But, you know, just realizing that this is the highlight reel everyone's putting their best foot forward on social media or the very least they are curating what they put forward. Every single person is curating it, even the not so pretty moments. Um, And I think there's, you know, 95% of life that's not happening on social media. So when we think about that, we're just getting a window into that 5%. I find that piece to be a little bit more comforting personally, uh, because they're just so easy. Everything's so public, you can literally see everything. So that can be a challenge for a lot of people.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think, you know, what I see that comes up quite often is boundaries. So either people not taking the time beforehand, kind of thinking about what their boundaries are around social media and what they want to share and not share and talk about and not talk about. It's like you don't have to give the whole world all of your life you know in order for you to be able to make progress um but you do have to be strategic and know what it is that you feel comfortable sharing and allowing to be on the internet because once it's there it's like pretty hard to try to to scrub off right like it's it's difficult to get it off of there and so um I know I personally have been able to build a whole business from social media which I might've been skeptical about at some point, you know, beforehand and in the progress of kind of like doing the experiment, like, let's see what happens. You know, it's been able to evolve into something. And I know that there are so many people who are watching others and saying like, huh, like, there it seems like people are making something happen here how How do I use this thing to my to my advantage um for you, the people who you are able to work with or see doing really well, kind of leveraging social media platforms are there common denominators or you know just kind of like themes for for how they're able to make that happen?
1: Yeah, you know, when I think about the people who are most successful in social media, it's usually those people who would have been successful whether social media was here or not. So I think, you know, just kind of repositioning to the idea that social media is just one tool. It's one way you can grow a business. Um, It's not everything, but it can be so powerful. Um, But the people who really tune into the human connection, the human piece, um, tend to have more legs tend to have more success on social media. So, you know, I think it's so easy to kind of dive into jargony um, statements. So um, let's say, for instance, I'm talking about a yoga teacher and you know, trying to build up her big book of business, right? She could talk about, you know, the importance of the different poses and, you know, the, uh, you know, why you should do this pose or that pose. But I think at the end of the day, if she really connects with why her people want to show up to her class that's the most powerful tool that you can have. And it's not necessarily, I'm not going to yoga class to learn how to do a downward dog. In fact, if I never did one again, I would be okay. (laughs) Um, I go because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel more flexible. It's a very low impact way of making sure I get my exercise. And those are the reasons that I go. And so when we think about social media as business owners and how we approach it, oftentimes it's kind of removing yourself as the quote unquote expert and kind of putting yourself in your audience or your client's shoes and going, what do they actually want here? Uh, What are they actually looking for here? Um, And so tapping into that, I think, is a really powerful way to use social media.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, and I think there's there's like you mentioned there's so many different tools there's so many different options there's so many different strategies so many different ways that you can you know build your business build your audience build your personal brand whatever it is you're working toward and social media is just one of the options that you have obviously there's some great benefits right because it can oftentimes be like low cost and organic if you know how to leverage using the platforms you know and and hacking a little bit of the ag- algorithms and things like that however like there's nothing There's none of those tools or strategies or resources comes without investment, like time, energy, effort, you know? And so I think that sometimes people are just like, I'll just make some TikTok videos and I'm going to blow up and boom, here we go. It's like, no, like regardless of, yes, there being maybe like a lower barrier of entry to being able to like blow up. There still has to be a lot of time energy and effort invested into being strategic and knowing you know what you're doing in what sequence to really make sure that things are sustainable so it's one thing to have like a flash in the pan, but it's another thing for for your business for your brand to be sustainable and have longevity um and that's that's a whole another that's a whole nother conversation but <laughs> but for you, you know right before we have done, you were mentioning you know just like having a business, have it forcing you to grow as a person. And so what ways do you think that you know, women have to be stretched, challenged, or grow in order to be able to not just create a business, but I'm thinking, like, you want a business that's sustainable. Like, when we're ta- when people are starting businesses, they want businesses that, you know, are allowing them to have more free time, not less, you know? <laughs> they don't want to own a job. They want to own their time and their location, freedom, and things like that. But what kind of ways do we have to be stretched and and challenged to be able to make that happen, do you think?
1: Oh, yes. I was actually just reading an article um, about an ice cream shop in New York City that got mentioned by Oprah, uh, which was great for them at first. And then they actually had to declare bankruptcy because they couldn't sustain the amount of business that was brought in. And so I don't think necessarily going viral or, you know, being this like big, like big business, just like you said, is that's not really what I'm after. And I think it's interesting to read articles like that because you're right. I do want the sustainable. I want the repeatable. I want the reliable, you know, something that I can lean on. Um, and for me, that took... um it took a while for me to get to that spot because I started my business from a place of, you know, I just, I'm just trying to contribute to my new family. I just want to add some dollars to the bank account here. Um, and then it grew fairly quickly in the beginning. You know, people talk about having a six-figure business. Um, that part wasn't as challenging for me. It was getting beyond that. that was challenging. Um so I was I stayed at six figure business for 4 years because I got there within the first year and then I was like this is okay. But what I was doing was almost killing myself for the last six figures. I was working, you know, 60 70 hour weeks. Um I remember trying to take a vacation and I could not even relax. Um especially working in social media, you can't you have to check in every day. Like if it's just you and you don't have any support you know, that's what your clients are expecting. You don't have a lot of options. So that vacation really helped me shift into investing into a team. So it was the biggest shift for me in my business was going from me kind of working all day, every day. I remember having the flu one time and just like in my bed, taking NyQuil, sleeping for as long as possible, waking up, working until I couldn't work anymore. Like that's not that's not life. Um, And so hiring a team was the biggest mental shift for me because initially you're making less money. Like initially you're investing into someone else, right? Um, And so I had to be able to figure out how to do that, which was so challenging. And it's still a challenge to this day. I just signed up for more coaching to be a better leader, even though now I have 15 people (laughs) on my team. You know, it's, it's, it's a different, it's totally different. But I would say the the plus side for all of this, so' let's see I'm eight years in, so it's been three years of me building a team um, The plus side is I actually make more money this way, so I'm working less, and I make more money um and I recently got pregnant, and now my maternity leave I'm not even like I don't have to work right like I can. I can choose what that looks like. And that to me is like the three years of like trying to figure out the whole team thing made it so worth it for this moment right here.
0: Wow. I absolutely love that. Now, I'm going to share this because I haven't – when this airs, and we might have to extend it, um, I haven't yet made the announcement public, but I've also recently – got pregnant. So I'm like, "Hey, pregnancy friend." <laughs> so I'm going to have to like make sure that this airs after I make the public announcement. But, you know, and it just the shift in your mindset around what has to be in place so that you can have the time to heal and like have the experience that you want and being a A business owner, you know, being different than working a corporate position where I'm reading a lot of articles and it's like how to tell your boss about, you know, your maternity leave or how to negotiate. I'm like, I'm my boss. So like, what do I want it to look like or or what can it look like because of where I'm at? And so, you know, I think that there are a lot of different things that have to be started to, to, to be considered, especially like you should be thinking about these things, I would say whenever you're starting the business, you should already be thinking succession planning or what, it, like, are you gonna keep the business? Or are you are you preparing to sell it at some point down the line? You know, is this gonna be a legacy business that you wanna pass down? Like, you should start with the end in mind um, and be thinking about like, well, what does maternity leave look like? What does PTO look like? For myself as, you know, um, potentially either an employee or the business owner so that you aren't the bottleneck in the business. And in 2021, I've recognized that I've been the bottleneck and had to start expanding my team so that it's not me holding the business back. I love that you mentioned that article about the ice cream shop because in 2021, same thing, like business skyrockets and I'm like losing hairs here because it's so, because everything was so manual and I didn't have SOPs and documentation and, and manuals for how to do all the things because I was the one doing all the things. So I just did them as opposed to doing them and making sure that they were also documented. And I just think so many, Female entrepreneurs get stuck not taking the time to invest in creating systems, documentation, beginning to invest in a team when it's the right time, because sometimes you you can you know pick the wrong time and the wrong person to invest in, and that doesn't help either. But um, all of those little key features are super, super important. And I, I think there's a Steve Harvey, you know, video or something that I was listening to on YouTube, and he says, everyone has something that they can get paid ten dollars to do, like if it's hair, if it's dog grooming, babysitting like someone will pay you ten dollars to do something. He's like, "Do that ten times and you have a hundred dollars. Do that another ten times and you have a thousand again, another ten, ten thousand and again, another ten, and that's He says, but wait, when you get to that point, now you need to start reinvesting. Like, don't you have to be focused in reinvesting in hiring a team so that then you can amplify what you're doing and grow it? And so I love that you mentioned, right? You were at that six figure mark or so for a few years. But then when you reevaluate it, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm hitting the numbers, but. I'm also, you know, not able to hit the snooze button. I'm not able to, <laughs> I'm not able to enjoy the vacation. And so I love that it sounds like the timing happened, you know, really well for you to be able to have done the things that you did, for you to now have the peace of mind. And that's like so seriously what I want for women in particular. Why my community is called Wealth and Wellness University is like, how can we build wealth without burning out? Cause yeah, it's not hard to make money. You can hustle and grind, but are you gonna be rich? And have insomnia, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you gonna be, are you gonna be burnt out and stressed and overwhelmed and have anxiety? But you have money in the bank. No, like that's the that's counterintuitive to what we actually are trying to build wealth for. And so I just absolutely love that you mentioned that, and I'm excited for you because um, you get to you get to enjoy you get to enjoy things the way that you want to on a different level in a different way um, than a lot of people are able to. Um, and hopefully having the conversation inspires other people to do what they can in their situation, you know what i mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And i think that's it. It's not about hustling until you don't have anything left to give. Um especially, you know, as we're thinking about starting families, like you have to be able to have something for that. And i grew up in a household where, you know, i had a single mom, my dad was in and out. Um Both of them were hustling, but I think that there's something generational here that I want to stop you know like i don't i don't want my children to have the same experience even though i look fondly on my childhood like i i still have i have some amazing memories but i want them to have a different experience and so i think of my business as an asset to be able to provide that experience and i did put a lot of sweat blood and tears into it in the early days um and i was, there'll still be work to do it's not the type of business where you know it just runs in the background. I still have stuff I have to show up to do, but do I need to spend sixty hours a week doing it? No um and so that's where I'm at, and you know being able to design my maternity leave at the place where you know I have um things where I'll be you know not doing anymore or I'll have tasks that my team is now you know leading and facilitating our coaching calls and our client calls. Um, and I get to sh- choose how I want to show up, uh, which to me is just it feels very powerful, especially as a, a woman of color, to be able to say, I did this thing, you know, <laughs> so um, and to be able to show my children that as well, you know, what what does life look like? What can possibilities look like? Because um, it doesn't always have to be hustle, you know, 24 four seven.
0: Oh, I absolutely love it. So I could keep you here all day, but I don't want to do that. I want to respect your time. How is it that, you know, everyone listening, if they felt like they resonated with what you mentioned and want to learn more, how is it that, you know, someone listening can stay in contact and learn more from you?
1: Yeah. So I am everywhere on social media at OnlineDrea. Um, and if you're a business owner and you want to kind of dive deeper into the social media side of things, I do have a free course. It's OnlineDrea.com slash free. And it's start to finish social media strategy. So the same strategies that I apply for my high ticket clients, you can get for free in this course. It Also has some bonus goodies like done for you, captions and graphics. I like to consider it the uh, like the Costco sample of what my programs are like. So you can check it out for free on com slash free. I love it. Yes. If you are a small business owner, which many
0: of our tribes, you know, is, I want to make sure that you are tapping into these resources and actually utilizing them. I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm like, how many free eBooks do people download and then just let collect dust. Stop playing these reindeer games go ahead and get the resource, but actually execute, actually block the time on your calendar to go through and listen and and watch the material, implement the strategy and do the experiment to see how it's going to be able to help you because you're not going to get any results by osmosis just because you clicked download. Okay. You're going to have to, you're going to have to follow through with executing on what is included. And I think that you can't go wrong when you do that because you're going to learn, if nothing else. You may not get the results that you Thought you might have gotten. Hopefully, you get better because that's probably what'll happen if you really put the time, energy, and effort into it. But you'll learn how to pivot and where you need to shift your energy and focus when you actually put the effort in. So, I highly suggest staying connected. You know, making sure to get that free course. Which you know, I just think about it, and I guess maybe because from the other side, I'm like, I know how much time and energy and effort it takes to like put these things together. I'm like, y'all, y'all need to make sure that you're taking advantage because this is. this is this is the good stuff that you're getting for free that you could otherwise be paying a nice pretty penny you know to have access to and so you know the goal is for you to make progress and have the right tools to succeed build a life that is sustainable and build wealth without burning out. And so I just truly appreciate you for taking time to chat with me and just sharing your wealth of knowledge. It goes a long way and we don't want to miss out on expressing our gratitude. So
1: thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been such a great conversation. All right, gems. We will talk to you next time.